It's the four weeks before Christmas. But how did we get to it? Let's talk about the history of Advent. Today on the Gospel Gumbo Podcast. Thanks for listening to Season 1 of the Gospel Gumbo Podcast. Should I make a Season 2? I'm going to pay attention to three things to decide if there will be another season. Downloads, feedback, and money. You can encourage Season 2 quicker if you'll do two things for me. Number one, follow the podcast on your podcast player, and then you'll get every episode for free, and I will keep you updated with the progress of Season 2. And then number two, tell a friend about the podcast and get them to listen too. The more listeners, the quicker I'll work on season two. All right, let's get to today's episode. Advent is a season in the Christian calendar. It starts the fourth Sunday before December 25th, the start of Christmas. Advent is not in the Bible, but it has developed over 1,700 years as a yearly communal spiritual discipline to help us grow in our faith. The term Advent derives from the Latin Adventus, meaning coming or arrival. Lots of different parts of the Christian world started to celebrate Advent in all different ways, just naturally. Let me explain. The big holiday of the Christian year is Easter, the resurrection of Jesus. Christians worship on Sundays because of the resurrection, and it was tied to the Jewish Passover, and it happens in spring. Then a second major holiday was the other big event in the life of Jesus, his birth. And we don't know exactly what time of year it happened, but Christians began celebrating it around the winter solstice to replace or compete with pagan holidays as a reminder that the light of the world, Jesus, is coming just as the days start to get longer each year. The light is returning. So with those two major holidays set, it's pretty natural to have a season of preparation for each of them. Lent leads to Easter, and so Advent leads to Christmas. It seems to have happened in various places quite naturally, but here's what we know more specifically. There seems to be some evidence of an observance of Advent in what we now think of as Spain in the 300s. It was more formalized in the region of the Tours in central France by the 400s by one of the bishops there. He directed that the monks should fast three times per week starting November 11th until Christmas. About 100 years later, the practice spread to most of France and included all Christians uh, fasting. And soon after that, uh, Advent was shortened to about four or five weeks at different parts, at different places, and it spread throughout all of Europe. We have the Advent homilies of Pope Gregory the Great in the late 500s. Throughout the medieval times, Advent was celebrated in various ways, including different sorts of fasting and various church services. Um, featuring special homilies and colors and other decorations. There was never really a, a universal practice. Everyone seems to know about it, and in some areas and times it was a really big deal, and others it was not. Over the centuries, practices became more aligned with each other, and Advent became a four-week cycle, symbolizing the four centuries of waiting between the prophet Malachi and the birth of Jesus. Generally, for most of Advent's history, the first two weeks were focused on the second coming of Jesus in the future when he will make all things right, and the second two weeks of Advent were more focused on his first coming in the past that we read about in the Gospels, his incarnation. 
The Advent wreath with candles was started by a Lutheran pastor actually quite late in the 19th century. Uh, During Advent, children at his mission school would ask every day if it was Christmas yet. So he made a wooden ring. Uh, He actually made it out of an old cartwheel. And he put 24 small red candles and four large white candles on it. And every day they would light the red candles one more each day. And then the white ones were on Sunday to show the kids just how far it was until Christmas. And this became popular really quickly. Much later, a center candle was added, uh, lighting that on Christmas Day. Now we typically use a wreath instead of a cartwheel. Celebrations of Advent vary from community to community, from place to place, generation to generation, and traditions become very important to people and communities with good reason. But there is a distinct lack of universality to specific Advent traditions. I was part of a church once that had a Christmas Eve candlelight service that had a very particular order and flow to it that was highly specific and always exactly the same. And I remember that as a new person coming into this church community, I suggested a slight change, and people lost their minds, thinking that I was a heretic and didn't understand anything about the true celebration of Advent or Christmas. There are many different ways to organize themes for the four Sundays or the four weeks. There's hope, love, joy, and peace. Those are common themes, and different uh, communities will put them in different orders. Some communities substitute Uh, for one of those or more of those themes of faithfulness, faith, and preparation. Other people focus on kind of a different scheme, prophets, Bethlehem, shepherds, and angels, and there's substitutions in there as well. I think it's good not to get caught up in particular practices or themes per se, but on the spirit of it. So let me tell you how I think about Advent, having studied various traditions, history, and theology, along with the biblical accounts. Advent is that time of year when we identify with Mary and Joseph, with Anna and Simeon. It's a time to remember that this world is broken and messed up, but that the Messiah is coming. The Savior of the world is coming. It's a season of hope, a season of anticipation. It's not a season of celebration yet. We're going to get to that on December 25th. But Advent is a season of waiting, of contemplation, of patience, of longing for the day when we will see Jesus again. Just like Mary and Joseph were longing for the Messiah, and he came. So we are longing for the Messiah, and he will come. And when he comes this time, he will bring true justice to the world, and all will be made right. He will wipe away every tear from every eye, Not only will he clean up the streets, he will make the crooked streets straight. He will make the rough places smooth. There will be no more crime. There will be no more disease. There will be no more broken bodies and no more broken hearts. For now, though, we live in a world of injustice. For now, tears still stain our pillows at night. For now, our bodies are racked with disease and our streets are rampant with crime, racism, and violence. And so our prayer is, how long, O Lord, will you wait until the Messiah comes again? Oh, we need him. Come quickly, Lord. We are waiting. That's what Advent is. Hope? Yes. Waiting? Yes. Patience? Yes. Pregnancy is like a nine-month Advent pregnancy. I know that not all women who get pregnant are happy about their pregnancy, and that actually helps to illustrate the trouble of Advent itself. But women who are happily pregnant have great hope for the future. 
uh, they are happy for their baby, and they can't wait to meet him or her. But while they're pregnant, life is not easy. The hormonal changes, as I understand it, can be quite difficult. Swollen legs and feet, sleepless nights, pressure on your bladder. Pregnancy is a time of great hope and a time of great contemplation, wondering what the future will be like, and a time of waiting, a time of patience. It's not really a sad time, but the great joy is yet to come. The pregnancy itself is not the great joy. It is hope of great things to come. This is Advent. It's not a time to mourn, but it's not a time to celebrate. Something wonderful is about to happen, but it's not here yet. It's a time of hard work, patience, and preparation. We are preparing for the second Advent of Jesus. This is why works of mercy and justice are especially relevant during Advent, a sign of things to come. The observance of Advent is a spiritual discipline that forms our hearts and deepens our longing for Jesus. It grounds us in the story of the gospel. I hope that you observe Advent this year, and please find ways to do it together with other brothers and sisters in Christ. It's a way to, if I can put it this way, give the finger to the rampant materialism of our age, which is so toxic for our souls. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Gospel Gumbo Podcast. I would love to make season two, but I need to make sure that it is worthwhile. So I'm paying attention to three things, downloads, feedback, and money. It costs money to publish a podcast and not a small amount of work. Now, if you'll give me just $5 once, I'll give you your own private podcast link that will have all the episodes from season one without any advertising, plus 10 extra bonus episodes. At various levels, you'll also get a lot of other cool stuff. Now, I'm not looking for a subscription, just a one-time purchase that will help me to know that this podcast has been helpful and that you would like me to make another season. Look for the show notes of this episode to find the link to give money. Podcasts are getting gobbled up by big corporations and conglomerates. Independent podcasters like me need your support. Thanks so much.